Hello, I'm Madison. This is the podcast for the Human Advocacy Project. I'm joined by Abigail. I'm 15. Liam, 16. Samantha, 15. I'm going to start by asking you guys some real quick questions. Keep your answers in mind, please. All right. What do you think most human traffickers do to get people to work for them? I think they would like put like advertisements like oh for if if say like you're 14 and like you know they have like oh I need a job and they have like this thing they would try to lure you and I feel like that's like sort of like uh, going off what Abby said, uh, it, w- it would be kind of like that. That we'd try to like uh, say, oh no, that's a good thing because you'll you'll earn money. You'll uh, we'll we'll get you things, and they'll, they'll buy them like uh, uh, jewelry or you know uh, just simple things, dining them dinners or you know telling telling them it's it's just normal for people to do stuff like that. Yeah, I agree with um, Abby and Liam that they would try to lure in a fourteen, fifteen year age girl into human se- human sex trafficking business by like making them think they're doing something else than what they're trying to get them to do. Who do you think most human traffickers target? Like 14, 15 uh, girls and maybe boys cuz like, you know, yeah. some people just younger audiences cuz it's easier to manipulate younger aud- audiences cuz they're not exposed to the same things that older people are most of the time uh and if and and most of the time it is uh uh, sadly it is either women most most time women but some cases there is men i agree with both abby and liam about it being the younger audience of like 13 14 um age kids yeah (laughs) do you think most traffickers know their victims i don't think they would know their victims or maybe like Maybe they would, like, try to get to know them and then, like, lure them in. Because, like, oh, you trust me. I can, like, do this for you. I partially agree with Abby there because they they would want to know what they're, you know, who they're bringing into their business. But I don't think they – I mean, think, I think there is a possibility. Some, there's sometimes they, they do know the victim. Like, maybe maybe a, a neighbor or a, a distant long, long uh, friend uh, had a daughter or something like that. Or son. Either either way, it, it could be someone they kind of know, or maybe not know at all, or know completely as they bring in and bring them into the business. Again, I agree with both of them. How like <laughs> how like they would maybe try and get to know them at least a little in order to like get to know what they like, what they dislike, what what they want to do, what they don't want to do, to like try and get them to trust them more. Yeah. And the final question before we move on to the next part of the podcast is what are some possible setups you think traffickers use to lure in victims? Again, like wouldn't they use like advertisements if you need like to if uh a fourteen and fifteen year olds would need like to get money or a job? Um it would most likely be the same thing that uh that everyone else was talking about, like just uh, fancy dinners, uh, fancy jewelry, uh, uh, showing them to people that you know, or showing them into ways that they can, uh, that they want to be be in, like uh, modeling or uh, <clears throat> talk shows, or you know, simple things like that, or some things that uh, the victim wants, and they think that using using the the things that they're saying and doing what they 
what they're saying will uh, allow them to be furthered in uh, what they want to do. And I agree with Abby about how um, they would post job listings for certain things like modeling or like talk shows and um, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna be putting you up to scenario. Sorry, through a scenario that's actually happened to someone before. All right, I don't want your answers. Since we are going in order, I don't want your answers to be affected in any way. Once you make the choice, stick to that choice. Don't, if Abby chooses something or Samantha chooses something, Liam shouldn't choose his answer because someone else chose that answer as well. So just keep your honest. What would you actually do? Let's say your partner is taking you on a trip across the border. Say like we're going to Mexico. They're going to Mexico with you. Would you let them keep your documents if they asked you? Would, so let's say that they are keeping all your documents together, right? And they say, I'm gonna keep your passport with all these documents so that nothing gets lost. Would you ask for the, ask for them to give you back your passport? Or would you say, that's okay, you can hold on to it? I'd take back the passport. Uh, the thing is, it would be beneficial to just to have your, your passport because that's personal information that you need to have and only you. And the only people that should be accessing that is uh, the government. So it is probably best to take it back. And that's what I would say get back your passport as soon as possible you get back your passport okay so you ask for your passport back your partner starts getting angry and takes you to a desolated area and starts beating you up they take away your phone your money and your keeps your passport you're scared and you don't understand what's going on at this moment in time he takes you to one of his friend's houses and you see your partner give that all give their friend all of your documents all of your money and everything that you have on on you and you see that you you see the possible chance of escaping the house do you try to escape or do you stay i'm escaping i don't want to be there see the thing is if in this this scenario most likely you're too scared to actually escape so i would say right now yeah i would want to escape but most likely i would think in my mind uh being abused like that that would probably be like i shouldn't escape or they'll hurt me more I'm gonna get out of here. I don't want to be here. Okay. Same. Since two out of three have chosen escape, we will go with escape. And later on, I will tell you what happened once you did not escape. Okay? The friend finds you and he rapes you. And now you're a victim of sexual assault. The friend takes you and other girls across the border to work on the street. You're now on the street and under surveillance of the other human traffickers. You have three options. You can try to escape ask a client for help or are you too nervous to do anything and just pray and hope your family is looking for you i'd probably like sit and just pray because like what else can you do if like i don't know because like what if the client like tells someone's like oh this like said about this thing so like i don't want to like ask a client i don't want to escape because like what you said, we got raped. So, like, I don't want to go try to escape again. So, um, <laughs> apparently I'm a female. But anyways, um, <laughs> um, I, uh, if, 
I'm in this situation most like I'm saying now, yeah, I would want to escape or yeah, I want to, you know, contact someone, but most likely I'd be too afraid to actually do anything since I was raped and, you know, abused and just everything's gone for me. So I would most likely choose in that situation, I would just sit there and pray and hope that someone's looking for me. I would tr- I would ask a client because you because you never know if they're really nice and will try and help you out of the situation. Okay, same thing as with Liam. I will send you. I will tell you what your um, outcome of your decision was. But right now, since two out of three have chosen, they're too scared. We'll go down that path. Your parents actually have been searching for you, but your phone is switched off, so it takes longer than it should have really they turn they talk to the police uh, who her, who then works with an anti-human trafficking program and find you in a raid and take you to your home country upon returning home though you feel ashamed of what has happened to you and you can't control your emotions and have panic attacks regularly you can keep your problem to yourself or you can talk to the police i want to talk to the police about like that because like i don't think anyone should really feel like Oh, I'm the only one that's like, like that. So like, I need. You can't just bottle up your emotions like that. So I just want to talk to you. So, I can talk all I want and say like I would, uh, uh, sit there and probably. It, it it's a matter of like you could talk all you want and say that you would do something in one situation, but when you're in it, you would you would do something differently. In this situation, I actually think I would actually go and try to do something, so I would try to um, contact someone. Um, I would talk to the police because I want to try and get through this event that happened in my life and try to forget about it and not and have it not affect anything in my life. Or, yeah. <laughs> well, since you all chose talking to the police, they provide you with an organization that helps human trafficking survivors. They provide you with psychological and legal assistance, as well as other types of support. Um, two choices were made that strayed from the rest of the group, so I'm going to go back on what those actually would have led to if you did choose them. One of them was not trying to escape the house that the friend was in, and if you did try to escape, you would have been taken to the streets. Either way, if you didn't try to escape, you would have been the same thing that happened if you did escape and for the situation where you asked a client the client actually would anonymously call the police and say hey this is a situation that's going on and you also would have been freed in a raid and the same issue with the police and not talking to the well we were wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you were wrong necessarily it's just a different choice that you could have made the only really wrong choice was try to escape um do you want to know what would happen if you did Ooh, what would happen? The trafficker finds you, and as a punishment, he does not give you food for seven days. It forces you to do twice as much business as you were doing before. Um, but since you were in a hassle to him, he would sell you off to other human traffickers, and you would just keep going into different trafficking rings. So you've been trapped if you did try to escape. Oh, that's fun. Uh, that does not sound fun. Yeah, that's not. I said that sarcastically. <laughs> Okay, so remember I asked you some questions at the beginning of this podcast? Yes. I'm going to ask you again to see what your answers have changed in any way, or if you are doubling down on your answers, and I'll actually tell you what the quote-unquote correct answers are, 
or the most likely situations of those questions. Alrighty. So, the first question is, what do you think human traffickers do to get people to work for them? Well, based on the story, well... Well, don't just base it on the story. Well, just what's your honest opinion? You, you, you could say, if it's the same as last time, you could just say, I agree with my statement last time. I probably like would just like agree with my statement from last time. Same, but I would, I, I would like to add that I forgot about this one point, that sometimes traffickers would kidnap someone, like in the story. They would just take them, they're gone, they're in the ring, that they can't do anything about it, and it's hard to escape that way. And so, yeah, no, another way would be kidnapping. I still believe in my statement before. Okay, well, from what I found, the most human, the most way human traffickers actually like get their victims is by psychologically messing with them, like tricking or defrauding or manipulating. Threatening victim also works. Um, like all your answers were correct about how they could force them into it, but it's not just about physical; it's about mental ways that they get you as well. Um, but overall, good answers. The next question is. Who do you think most human traffickers target? I stick with my answer. Like, well, it can be, like, someone you trust. So, like, maybe, like, older people, too. Like, maybe 17 or 16. They generally do go after females, mostly. But there's still, you know, some uh, cases where it's, you know, it, it's most likely in the range of female to 14 to 16 in that range most of the time but there is also cases that is also male and i agree that like it's that is mostly like the young like younger girls and sometimes boys but uh, yeah your answers are pretty correct um liam you mentioned about how boys also are victims they actually are more they, it's not as much as girls, but they are a larger amount than most people think they are in the grand total of this thing. Um, but really, they just generally target people who are gullible. Gullible is the main thing they go for. Your age ranges also all fit that because this includes people who have ran away from their home, who have escaped abuse or some form as well. Um, they get those who have lost and don't have much. So what if let's say you're someone who's poor and you don't have anything else to do really if this opportunity comes up are you at the point where you're so down on yourself they're like i have to take this opportunity so really all good answers age range all the all genders included and stuff like that but gullible is a really important key for the person um do you think most traffickers know their victims or is it people they don't know i think like it can be both ways because like like liam said like earlier you can just be kidnapped and like be there and like or it can be also be someone that you trust and think so yeah as abby was saying there yeah it just generally it doesn't matter to them it and as you were saying like it's just a matter of them being gullible it doesn't matter if you're you're known to them or you're not known to them you may know them from a client that they had or you may know them from help being a neighbor like i said last time uh it generally doesn't matter as long as you're what they're looking for and uh that's what they need they just go all right that's the one let's go yeah i agree that um i agree that they that it depends on on like what they want to do because sometimes they might 
not care at all about knowing anything about you and just go straight to kidnapping you. But sometimes they might try and at least get to know a little bit about you to try and make it easier on them to try and get you. Well, the answer was, unlike common belief, many traffickers actually know their victims. They could be related to the victim in a romantic relationship, or it could be a family or even parents. And they, like, it's not necessarily all, not every trafficker knows their victims, but most of the time it's either a family member or family friend or a partner. What are some possible setups that traffickers use? I stick with my statement from earlier. I think that they use um, jobs still. They're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't exactly remember what I said, but I think it was along the lines of uh, relationships or, you know, job opportunities or, uh, like, openings for things that they want you were um sorry to interrupt but you were mentioning how like friends could be like oh my friend offered this this job yeah yeah you said it it was like it it could be lead away from your friends thank you uh yeah it's just it it's honestly so wide now that you can that you can be taken into a situation where you you were thinking one thing and then taken into this totally different situation where you're stuck in this horrible horrible cycle yeah, I agree with my statement um, last time when you asked this question about how, like, it's mostly job listings. Yeah. You all pretty much hit the nail on the head because it really is depending. Most of the time, the situation is this is a job opportunity. It won't, some, it won't specifically say what it's for, of course, or else you wouldn't go for it. Or it could be, like, dancing or singing or modeling. So you all pretty much nailed it where it was, like, it's a, just a job opportunity. They know the kids are looking for jobs. They have this very vague and, like, doesn't really say much about it, but you take it anyway, and that's when you get trapped. Is there any thoughts you have that you want to speak about, or is there a subject you want to go on that you didn't get to really talk about much because of the time? Or Not really. No. Well, I mean, it's generally not... Well, it's better to, like, from what I my experience... Uh, that it's better to go to a job job listing or job opportunity or uh, what have what have you uh, uh, opening for a job uh, for uh, uh, to go in groups it's better to like with at least one or two people or because it's better to know what you're going into with most likely an adult or uh, someone that you know will uh, be there for you because they they won't most most of the time they would, it would, you would see something off and then both of you can get out of there quickly. And so it would be better for you to go in groups than just going by yourself. Even a situation of, the group settings is really true. I think a lot of people are, go, are doing that a lot more. Cause like, I know I never have left the house without having at least two people with me because I'm just like more nervous about that type of thing. And, like, when I'm going in group settings, I always am, like, watching out for what's going on around my uh, around my surroundings because you never know what's going to happen. Because as a, a young child, like, I'm, I'm a girl and I'm 15, I'm, like, that perfect range. And so I – and I look a lot younger than I am. So, like, I'm always nervous of different things going on. And it doesn't help that most of my friends look like me and are, are also short and everything. <laughs> But I'm always on the lookout for stuff like that because it's just so nervous. But, like, I think the jobs 
just doing some fact checking fact checking it literally takes five seconds for you to look up more about what you're doing than rather just be like you know what i don't need to do anything i'm just gonna go straight to the thing you should always fact check what's going on or even do a background check on the business itself to make sure it's a, a safe thing i think you guys did really good you all escaped which is great no one got trapped you all chose the good choice even if you didn't do one thing yeah, it, because the vote was that you're too scared, but even if you did ask the client for help, you would have escaped anyway. So overall, congratulations, you escaped the human sex trafficking ring, and I hope you learned a little bit more about the human sex trafficking rings in general. I'm Ashley, I'm 14. I'm Sam, I'm 14. I'm gonna be asking you guys some questions, okay? Okay. So, I don't want your answers to be affected by, at all by the other person. Once you have your answer and you fully believe in what you're saying, that is your answer. You could not change it due to someone else's opinion being involved. Also, I will ask you four questions. These four questions will come up later inside of this discussion. So, try to keep your answers in mind. If not, I can always try to refresh you in any way possible. Okay? Cool. Got it. Let's go. What do you think most human traffickers do? What do you think most human traffickers do to get their victims to work for them? They probably threaten them or, yeah, probably threaten them or make them do things. So physically force them to do them? Yes. Or, like, say they can have something, but they if they do this or this, and then they never get it. Add a reward to the situation. Yeah. Um, they probably, like, threaten someone that they love or, like, threaten to hurt them if they don't do it so it's more of like a psychological thing because like you can't really force someone like hey go grab that person and then force them to open their arms and grab them it's like a mental thing i think okay good answers um two what do you who do you think most traffickers target um probably people who don't have family or people who are alone and not with their friends or People who want to, like, um, people, <laughs> yeah, people just, like, alone, just people who are alone in general. Um, I agree with that, like, people who are, um, like, by themselves or they seem, um, like not outgoing like they're kind of shy like no one will notice that they're gone right away so they're like they're like oh she's an easy target because she's like all by herself and she's in the corner and listening to music on her phone yes good points number three do you think most traffickers know their victims or do you think they're complete strangers probably complete strangers i would think i mean if they knew them they wouldn't be kidnapping them. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with that. Like, it's hard to kidnap someone you know. Yeah. Yeah, that bond. Yeah. Yeah. Or that'd be kind of easy. Like, you know this person. Like. Oh, okay. Well, there's like that you, point too. But like, if you, it's not like your dad's gonna kidnap you and put you into human trafficking. Not like that. More like a a classmate, probably that you don't really talk to. Okay. If it's so like you know of like each that. other, but not like best friends. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, what are some possible setups that Trapper has used? Um, what do you mean setups? Like, background stories? No, what do you think, let's that say... Get some to them. Yeah, so, for example, like, they offer you a job. That's something that they yeah. use, too. Yeah, turn. I was thinking that. Yeah, that type of thing. They want to show you something, mm-hmm. or they need help. They're, they're, like, trying to make you feel bad, so... Yeah, like, guilting you into doing something? Yeah. To coming with them? Yes. Good answers. Organizers. Okay. The next part of this will be the scenario. I'm going to put you through a scenario. Alright? There's okay. multiple choices. If you choose a different answer than the other person, then we will go through both of them. We'll do one person's, and then uh, later on I will explain the other person. Okay. If you agree, we can just move that down that one route. And if later, if you have more questions about what the other route would have led to, then I'll explain what happened. Okay. okay. So, let's say that you and a partner, all right, you and a partner are going a trip across the border. Okay. Mm-hmm. They say, I'm going to keep your passport because I'm going to put it with all the other files, all the other documents, so that we don't lose them in any way. You know? They have your passport on okay. them. So would you say, that's okay? Or would you say, I would like to hold my own passport? I'd like to hold my own passport. Yeah. I feel weird. That's my not, information. Yeah. I'd rather keep it. I, yeah. All right. Like, I get panicked when I don't have, like, my plane ticket on me. Like, I need to be holding it. So, well, like, a passport that I would need to hold that. Yeah. Okay. So... You say, hey, I want passport back. It's kind of my information. Mm-hmm. I have to keep it. They say that. They deny everything you say, and they say they get angry at you, and they beat you up. Okay? They take your phone, your money, all your documents, and they keep your passport. You're scared, and you don't really know what's going to go on. You and your partner go to one of your partner's friends, and you stay at the house. You see your partner give their friend all your money all your documents, everything, okay? That you see them doing this. Mm-hmm. This gives you an opportunity to escape. Do you take the opportunity to leave, or do you stay? I'm out. You're out? Gone. I'll walk home. Are you going to stay, or are you going to leave? I mean... I like to say that I would leave, but I'd be so curious on why they would do it that I probably would stay. Just be like, what the heck, man? Why are you doing this? Okay. Um, since I have tried to escape as the first option out of the two, we'll just go with that. Okay. okay. And then I'll explain what happened when you don't try to escape. Yeah. So you try to escape. The friend of your partner finds you, and he rapes you. And now you're okay. a victim of sexual assault. Okay. The friend takes you and other girls onto a boat, and they take you across the border, and you're now working on the street. What does that mean? Like You're a prostitute. Oh, okay. You're, they're, they're people pay you to have sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? You're, you're scared. You don't know what's going on, but you also <laughs> are being under surveillance. People are 24-7 watching you, making sure you're not doing anything or trying to get out of the situation. Okay. You have three options. Mm-hmm. You can try to escape. You can ask a client for help. Or are you too scared to do anything and just pray 
and hope your family is trying to find you. I feel like anything would just lead to bad. I don't like any of those answers. I don't like any of them. Can I pick, like, other? <laughs> nope. Okay. Uh, I'm sure you could come up with other ones, but in that moment, you would not be able to. Okay. Then I probably... Maybe tell someone, tell a client. Probably. Ask a client for help? Yeah. Um, I probably... i probably do the same thing. Because I don't think, like, no. with all that, yeah. you would be able to get out by your own. Yeah. Okay. Might as well take a risk. You ask the client for help. They take pity on you. And they anonymously call the police. And they get freed in a raid with all the other girls. Whoa. <laughs> At this point, you go home. You're fine. Mm-hmm. But then you feel ashamed of yourself for what has happened to you. You still had to do business with people, and you still had to forcefully have sex with them. You didn't have a choice in it. Mm -hmm. This takes a major toll on you. Yes. Mm -hmm. You feel alone. You don't know what to talk to. You have panic attacks normally, and your emotions are all over the place. You can keep the problems to yourself, or you can talk to the police and see if they have any help. I'd probably talk to the police. Is there another option? No. Like, do I have to go to the police? You you can talk to the police, or you just keep it to yourself. Because in this situation, the only thing you can really think of is the police will help. I you. talk to the police. Yeah, they help me. I mean, they help you in the first case. So. Yeah. Yeah, police. I want help. <laughs> they provide you with an organization that helps human trafficking survivors, and they help you get it to get psychological and legal assistance and a lot of other types of support they tell your family your family also helps you they help you get better and make you feel more welcome you both escaped heck yeah yeah. (laughs) that's right okay so you wanted to stay inside of the house right you didn't want to leave the friend's house yeah you would have gone across the border anyway what you would have gone across the border anyway you would have gotten put on the street so none oh, of those, so both it's of those like options lead to the yes, same way. You okay. get put on the street. Ashley's choice was only that you would get raped. Oh. Ha ha. I'm just kidding. I love you. Is there any <laughs> is there any routes you were curious what would happen? Um Wait, what would happen if you um tried to escape? Like instead of asking a client. Mm-hmm. If you tried to escape, the traffic the trafficker would find you. And as a punishment, he would not give you food for seven days. And he would force you to do business twice as much as, as you usually do. And since you have been a hassle for him, and you have been annoying, you will just keep being sold to other traffickers, and you will forever be in that ring. What happens if I would just pray and wait, hope for my family? Your family actually have been looking for you. And the pro- it was just difficult because your phone was turned off when they your partner gave it to your friend. So it just took a lot more time, and you would have been freed in a raid. Okay. Would have been faster if it, I... It would have taken you longer. Okay. Because, like I said, they wouldn't have your phone, so it would take them longer to find the house instead of a client who could just make a simple call. <clears throat> okay. All right, then. Shoot. You both escaped. Congratulations. Thank you. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to go back on those questions. Okay. okay. I'm going to see how your answers have changed in any way. Okay. 
What do you think most human traffickers do to get their victims to work for them? Force. Vulnerable. Wait, vulnerable? make them vulnerable. They take their money, they take all their information, yeah. and they make them vulnerable. Then so like, they take them. So like mentally still? Yes. Mentally, yeah. I, yeah, I would say no, physically as well, too. You yeah, can always know. say, I agree with my last statement as well, if you do memorize it. Which do I, both. Yeah, both. Yeah. You add yeah. mentally more yeah. to Yeah, both. Yeah. Well, I add that it's a lot more physical than I thought it would be, because, like, they're, like, abusing them mm-hmm. and raping them and stuff, so it adds to the mental. So both. <laughs> yeah. Both of you pretty much hit it on the nail. Um, most human traffickers use psychological means, such as tricking, defrauding, manipulating, threatening victims into doing all the work for them. Mm-hmm. Physical is a major part of it too, but psychological tends to be the most, the more leading factor. Yes. Who do you think most human traffickers target? Vulnerable people. Someone they know. Okay. So you stick with their ants a lot. Of, most of your most uh, yeah. lessons. Sorry. Human traffickers generally trick the gullible. That includes people who have run away from home or have a distant relationship with a family or have been in an abusive relationship in some way or form. Traffickers also go after those who have don't have a lot or are very struggling to survive at the moment. Mm-hmm. Do you think traffickers know their victims or mostly are strangers? They know them. Mm-hmm. Because they have to know their backstory. To trick them? Yes. I stick with my last answer that it can be both. Unlike common belief, many traffickers know their victims. They can be uncles of the victims. They could be in a romantical, a romantic, uh, romantic relationship with them, or they could be students they know in class, or they could be parents themselves. To auction off the kids from. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. The story I put you through, that is a real-life scenario. Mm-hmm. That actually happened to someone, too. Okay. But it's not always, always a family doing it to you, yeah. but most of the time it is a family member or a romantic relationship person. Do you have, like, the statistics on, like, how common it is? About 80% of the time, someone they know. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> what are some people's setups that traffickers use? What are some setups? They take all of their stuff. They take their information. They take their money. They have nothing left. Basically. And the other thing I said before. Stuff like, hey, you want to go across the border with me? You yeah. want to go on a, a trip? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty much it's a lot. Another main part of it, too, is saying, like, oh, I have this job that you can do. Like dancing mm-hmm. or modeling or singing mm-hmm. opportunity. Yeah. But in reality, it's a human sex trafficking opportunity. <coughs> and also... Family member saying, hey, I know you're looking for work. I know you want to do mm-hmm. something with your life. I can really help you. Yeah. Or sending you off to action. And if they do give you a business, maybe it's sleazy businesses. And they would be like, yeah, you could do this. But you're only going to get paid if you have sex with me. Yeah. Or uh, you do this for me. Okay. So. Yeah. Most of them is generally job setups. Makes sense. People are desperate. Is there anything you would like to touch up on or talk about? that you found interesting or that you would like to know more about or like just have a discussion about um do you know how common sex trafficking is for like each human like one out of seven people will do will be in this or it depends on the area really yeah 
Most people don't think it's going on, but it's going on in Orange County. Oh, yeah. It goes we, on everywhere. You, know, we, you don't want to believe it's going on where you live, but mm-hmm. it's going on where you live. Yeah. And that's the depressing factor, but it's the truth. Snapchat's really dangerous because it has the feature where you can see where someone is mm-hmm. in the exact Instagram. room mm-hmm. and yeah. everything about that. That's why Wait, they have Waze the ghost mode. Waze, mm-hmm. Snapchat, Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be really careful. Yeah. My dad is in love with Waze. I'll see you guys later. It, when she leave, just shut my door, okay? It, okay. You can stay too. Thank you. So what do you guys think of this? What do you think of the whole situation about? Terrifying. Um, I probably would have done something stupid. Yeah. Um. Like, I probably would have been so scared if I didn't have, like, option A, option B, that I probably would have done something stupid. Do you want to like, know what happened to the other group? Yeah. What other group? I had to be three other people. Uh-huh. One was a 16-year-old and a male. Mm-hmm. One was, there was two females, one 15, <laughs> and both of them actually 15. All of them escaped. But the male in the situation, his name is Liam, he actually thought of what you guys are thinking about right now. He said, I would like to say I try to escape, but in the moment, I would stay still. And yeah. he goes, I'd like to think I try to escape, but at the moment, I'd be too scared. Yeah. He really did factor in what would actually be going through mm-hmm. his head in the moment, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you all did as well. Ashley, I pretty much assumed you'd try to escape most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. because you're not... You have such a strong personality. Yeah. And Samantha, I really... You're a wild card for me. Honestly. Because <laughs> I could see you being scared, but then again, I could see you also, you know, trying to just because you're not completely dumb. You're not an idiot. You know when to take your opportunities you're given. I probably... Yeah, it's not dumb that. to try I to would have, I would have messed it up. I would have messed, messed it up, too. I know I would have. I hope you learned. That I shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you learned a little more about human sex trafficking through this. I did. Thank yeah. you. It's a pretty interesting topic. It's like hard to have like such a deep conversation to be like, okay, gotta go to class now. Like you still this have like the, uh, this going through you, like, oh my gosh, what is going on in the world? It's even crazier to think that people do that. Yeah. They students like, have it and they go, I just had sex with someone. Time to go to fifth. It's insane to think. To think, to switch from, like, that point, that mindset to, like, okay, I have to, yeah, I have to go to, like, my normal day routine. It's flipping 
It's insane. I, I don't know. I don't know how people do it. Yeah. Probably, I don't been, know how you I probably lose my mind. The same. There's been some, uh, situations where a friend has let another one into a, a sex trafficking ring. They said, like, hey, this boy really likes you. He's a little bit older, but he's cute. He likes yeah. you. You go to your house. Yeah. They get you drugged up. Get you filled with alcohol. Tell him your life story, how you're struggling, how your parents don't understand, how everything's bad, you're failing some classes. How about you have sex with us? It'll make you feel better. You do that, you get trapped. To think, even think about this. You have a friend. I'm not going to say their name because that'd be rude and I don't want anyone to give me the wrong idea. Is it real? No. Oh, okay. Let's say you had a pretend friend. We have seven minutes, don't worry. <laughs> this bell takes hours. Yes. It sounds like the, the bell from Greece. It does. Yeah. But it's it's crazy to think I could have a friend that could completely do this to me yeah. and not think anything of it. Yeah. I just don't. I just think. Anyway, I hope you learn more about human sex trafficking in general. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Madison. Thank you, Madison. <laughs> For my project, I interviewed the nurse about human sex trafficking. I asked her two questions that have been boggling my mind since I started, and that was, what are some of the physical effects of human sex trafficking on a victim? And where are the safest places for victims to go? For the effects, the answer is anal tears occur, tears in the vagina region, bruises on the abdomen or back are very common, even though if you weren't doing something like that, they wouldn't be common. And for the victim, she said that the safest places would be the schools or hospitals, because those are places that you have adults that you could tell other than your parents, just in case that's the situation going on.